All right. Hey, what's going on? One, two review listeners. This is your buddy, Luke, the strip club DJ, bringing you another great episode. One, two review podcast where me, my buddies, Alex and Brandon review movies on a very simple rating scale. One, if we don't like them, two, if we do, we get to 20 points and then we call it a day. All right. Kick the intro. Brandon, do you still like? Hello, ladies oh, and hey. gentlemen. What's oh, up, Alex? Hey. Coming in. Oh, hey, hot. there you yeah. are, guys. Woo! I will yield. So, obligatory check-ins. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for asking. What about you guys? Oh, here I come. Uh, I'm double fisting a coffee and a smoothie right now. Uh, in so I'm good. I'm liquidating it. Liquidating it up. Okay. Hmm. Is anyone going to ask about me? I did in a general sense. Yeah. How are you guys? How are you? Oh, sorry. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'm feeling great about today. We got Mike in the house. He's sort of puttering around back there, but uh, we're going to bring him in at the end of the episode. I got a little surprise for Mike and uh, our listeners and you guys as well. So uh, oh, just thought I'd tease that a little, cool. little excitement coming up at the end. Um, well, we're here to review movies, right? I am. Well, should we get to it? Okay, this one's called Roadkill's Symphony. Roadkill, a tough biker type, criminal guy. He has a choice. Teach a kindergarten class to perform Beethoven's Ninth Symphony on recorders or go to prison. Yeah, not much of a choice when you put it that way, right? Prison? Well, I mean, I don't know. Some of these guys actually like it in there. That's just like all they know, you know? Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. This is Roadkill is is a reoccurring kind of character. I haven't seen any of the Roadkill movies, but I remember as a kid there was uh, Ernest movies, and I believe the Roadkill um, group of films is similar. Am I am I wrong? Very similar to Ernest, except uh, a lot more gory. It, it was almost like a trauma film. Like it was pretty gory, uh, real low budget, but the humor of an Ernest film. But he's also a biker with a huge beard and. A lot of the hijinks come from his huge beard, so yeah. that's his thing. A lot of the drugs he sells comes from his huge beard. Yeah, it's, it's an endless supply of whatever he needs, basically, out of his beard. He pulls it out. So, Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I thought this was a... Um, actually, I, I enjoyed this one. I'm going to come out and say that this was a really fun uh, sort of revision from the series. Cleaned up the production on it. It's not so cheap looking. And... Um, what was weird about this one is I know that a lot of the older Roadkill movies don't have a lot of kids. This one has a um, whole classroom of kindergartens that he's trying to teach how to play a flute or recorder or whatever. Um, otherwise. Well, and this one didn't seem you said they're gory, but this one didn't seem gory. You're saying that the old ones were really gory. Is this like a reformed kind of character? It's definitely a reboot. Yeah, it's been about 10 years since the last one. So they're trying something new. Interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, it, while still being fun, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say uh, his on-screen chemistry with the kids is great. You know, he seems kind of like a rough-around-the-edges guy in real life. I know that uh, I've read some reports of him actually getting violent with craft services, throwing donuts and muffins around when it's not what he wants. And so he's kind of like a tough guy to work with. Um. So I'm surprised that he got uh, they got this movie in the can with so many kids running around and kindergartners too. Which I mean, they're high energy, 
it was a kindergarten. No, I read about it actually. Ass. He had always wanted to be like a kindergarten teacher. And just with his look and his kind of attitude and anger problems, it never really worked out for him. So he turned to a life of, you know, the road, road hogging it. And uh, he thought those days were behind him. So I think this was kind of an opportunity for him to get to kind of relive that dream and experience. What if he was a teacher? Yeah, definitely sort of a bucket list item for him to be a kindergarten teacher. And hey, it doesn't hurt to get paid doing it, you know, putting out this movie. Is he always then, I'm looking at his other films here, because again, I'm not really familiar with him, but on IMDb, there's like a, a big list of all his films. Is it is he always tr- have a choice to go to prison or to do these things? There's like Roadkill's Church Picnic. Is that one also he has to go to prison or do this church picnic thing? There's uh, Roadkill's Big Wedding Ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roadkills. That's sort of the f- summer camp. Sort of the formula for for roadkill movies. Um, roadkill paints a ship. Um, that's a, one of the lesser ones. Um, wasn't very exciting as him painting a ship, um, because uh, you know. But so he's always faced with crime or, or or like go to jail or to do these public service things or something. Yeah, is that what like this creative is? sentencing that they're throwing his way? Do you ever know what his actual crime was? Because they didn't say it, but it seemed like it was pretty serious. It's usually something he pulls out of his beard at the wrong time. He, you know, would sell drugs. He's a biker. It's how he makes his oh. pushing some meth and stuff. And you pull it out of his beard at the wrong time. Sometimes it's a sting operation. Sometimes, you know, it's a mistake. Cool. All right. Yeah, I think it was definitely drug related. Do you guys want to talk about the big finish when he finally gets those kids up on stage for in front of his brother parents and they, they do the Beethoven's Ninth? Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, big time. Spoil, 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 spoil time. But yeah, I do want to talk about it. It's adorable. It's a really nice moment. Um, yeah, it, I I don't know. It had me in tears. It's a it's a long symphony. And to be able to actually get those kids to perform it. I mean, granted, it wasn't perfect. There's a lot of screw ups. I think um, one of the kids actually wet himself on set in the real movie. They kept it in the in the final cut. But um it felt very vulnerable, yeah, but it was raw. It was, That's it was emotional. exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, it was raw. So Yeah, because that was actually the kids doing it, right? That wasn't, like, there was no post or anything on that. I don't think. Was there? I don't think so. No, it didn't seem, it didn't seem that yep. way, but who knows nowadays. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to review this thing, though, if you guys are ready. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, I, so for me, I just feel like... You know, you said it's a reboot kind of, but it felt like I'm, I was missing a lot of information. It felt like they left out a lot of that stuff about who this character was. I think it wants you – I think this is for fans of Roadkill, the Roadkill series. And so if you are, then you should check it out. But if you're not, if you're not familiar like me, uh, I think you're left a little in the dark. So uh, I unfortunately got to give this movie a one. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Alex. I mean, if you look at a biker with a big beard and drug charges, that's Roadkill. That's all you really need to know about him. Um, doesn't really draw. He doesn't really change from the formula very much. He just kind of like has some kind of goofy sentence or go to prison. And those are the roadkill movies, um, which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really been a huge fan of. But like this one, the the music, the the better production quality, that gets a two from me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Luke on this one. And uh Give it as a two points. Um, for me, I was you know somewhat familiar with the Roadkill series. I'd seen about four out of the twelve or something, 
So I wouldn't consider myself a fan, but I did find it enjoyable. So I think there is a happy medium between just being a fan and uh, coming into it blind. Uh, yeah, two points for me, guys. Cool. I like what they did with cool, it. Cool, cool. All right. All right. Well, that's five five points. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Luke. Uh, and speaking of music, right? Um, you know, and I, you know, I'm not a big, I don't understand music that well, but this is kind of an episode where I'm going to learn a little bit about music. Um, would you guys like to tell them how we're keeping score today? Yeah, sure. Um, this week we're going to do music theme points. We're just going to pick um, one of our favorite chords. I know Brandon, you or Alex, you don't know a lot about music, but that's okay. Like you said, it'll be a little education experience. So just pick out some chords um, for every point. We'll pick one out, and then um, we'll at the end of the episode we'll play the song that we created randomly. Yeah. So basically, we what we did is we took a bunch of chords, we wrote them down, and we put them into like a giant sack over there that you guys have. So you have a bag full of about fifty or so chords that we all wrote down. So we're going to be pulling those out of the the sack. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear how music is made. All right, Alex, you start. Uh, All right, so I'm putting my hand in this. uh, It's a Scrabble bag, actually, but there's no Scrabble pieces. There's chords in here, and I'm pulling out, and uh, what is this? It's a uppercase F and a number, a pound. It's a hashtag. F sharp, baby. Hashtag. It's F sharp. F sharp. F sharp, baby. I got the bag here. We got C sharp and G sharp minor. Pull two out for me, please. Cool, and then Brandon, do you have a bag as well? Oh, just, you don't have a bag? Just hang on. All right, we'll do our bag. Wait, we're going to do our bag? I didn't, Brandon, you didn't I, get a bag? I, yeah, he yeah, doesn't make have a bag. bag. Sorry. No, he doesn't have a bag. I thought you had a bag. Cool. All right, this is, uh, I'll put one for him and you put one for him. Okay. So mine is a B. B is right. appropriate. F-sharp. F-sharp, I approve. All right. <clears throat> All right, that's five All points right. for Roadkill Symphony. And uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. We'll be right back with another movie. Urgent. Cooper's Big Bean Recall Alert. Cooper's regrets to inform you that we delivered a contaminated batch of big beans to the following retailers. 7-Eleven, Circle K, Wawa, Safeway, Subway, Most Tri-State Dairy Queens, Ikea, Bed Bath & Beyond, Sunglass Hut, Super Saver, Dollar General, Jewel Osco, Walmart, Smith's, Hastings, Albertsons, Bonds, Pick & Save, Food Max. We are deeply sorry, and in consideration, we will be providing customers with our Big Bean Glove free of cost to aid in future Big Bean handling. If you or anyone you know might have come in contact with a Big Bean from any of these listed retailers, contact us immediately. Please be prepared to provide a blood sample and answer a simple 12-part questionnaire, or visit a Cooper's lab for details. Cooper's, we know family. The next movie that we watched this week, I think we all watched it. You guys check this one out? Oh, yeah. Directed by Jason Falk. It is a film called What Happened to Dolly? Uh, This is a film that follows... Uh, a little part of history that I didn't know about. They cloned a sheep in 1993, and in 2003, that sheep died. Uh, I was not aware that, you know, that the sheep died. I assumed, of course, it did. I know their life expectancy isn't that long, but this film lets you know the story of where that sheep went. What did you guys think of this film? The sheep didn't die. He was eaten. Yeah, he was well, killed. Okay. Yeah, we could just get to it. Yeah, so what actually happened is... The, the sheep was sold or was, I guess, bought by a wealthy millionaire, uh, a man named uh, Dave Klein. A man named Dave Klein bought the sheep Dolly from the Roslyn Institute and uh, for the sole purpose of eating it. And then he ate it. You guys have thoughts on the film? Um, 
yeah, a lot of people don't know about this story, but uh, it's really a crazy part of that Dolly saga and really development of cloning technology was, um, you know, what are you going to do with this old sheep? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know PETA was up in arms about this, that it was like this historic uh, animal, this really important part of scientific discovery and history, but still good meat on that clone sheep, right? Right, exactly. Am yeah, I alone? And, and am I alone here in this? I don't know. No, it's a touchy subject. I am uh, also familiar with it. I don't remember what it's called. It's just kind of sport hunting or trophy hunting, where a person, a wealthy person, can pay a ton of money to uh, an animal preserve, and they're able to like hunt an endangered rhino, which sounds awful because that that danger is in, uh, that rhino is endangered. But that money, uh, cost effective wise or whatever, the reserve has, can decide that that money can actually save more rhino lives. By letting that one be killed, uh, and it's a huge moral dilemma that that people are struggling with. So this m- movie is a great example of that because the Rosalind Institute was given so much money by that man that they were able to fund you know many projects that are helpful to many people. I guess exactly save lives. Yeah. I guess my problem is that in the rhino sanctuary, that guy is probably not going to eat that rhino. No, you think that's worse, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like at least the, the sheep is used. Yeah, at least the animal's body goes to you know, nur- you know, uh, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Nurturing somebody else's body. I don't know. Doesn't go to waste. Yeah, goes to good use. Yeah, it doesn't become taxidermy. I mean, it's not on a wall somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, definitely in the film, kind of dances that line in the middle of trying to understand it. I thought it was a very intelligent film in that way that it brought both sides to light. And and I'm struck with the moral dilemma there too. You know, I feel bad for the sh- the sheep. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, what else was going to happen to it? It is interesting that it's this first thing that was created 100% kind of by man and then destroyed by man. You know, like from us and and taken back in. I don't know. It's well, an interesting did- film. We didn't grow Dolly in a lab. It's not like how we can grow meat in a lab. Sure, sure. You know, she was true. It's not 100% by man. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's still interesting. Yeah. Would you guys eat some Dolly meat? I don't particularly like lamb, so no, probably not. But uh, cool. More power. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, hypothetically, of course I would. If you put it in front of me, I might, I might change my mind, but. In this hypothetical, yeah, sure, I'll eat some. Brandon, what if it was like at your sister's wedding, and that was the meal? Sure, they had? yeah, my sister would probably do that. She's yeah, crazy. Better See, yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Just at your sister's wedding, you'd probably do it. That's a like a family saying in my family. At your sister's wedding. At your sister's yeah. wedding, you'd probably that's do good. it. It's true. It's pretty good. It just gets you thinking about the risks that you take in life, you know? Well, it sounds like we're getting a little off track. Should we review this thing yeah. before we get too far Let's away? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? I think that plane is right it's cruising on top by. of my head. <laughs> it's like a C-130 Hercules. A Colossus plane. All right. Well, um, I don't know. This movie, another documentary. I know we love reviewing documentaries. I thought it was fascinating to find out the sort of what happened after um, to this whole Dolly situation. Uh, You know, as much as I talk shit about 
eating the lamb. I still do have some moral dilemmas about this. I think maybe they should have um, gotten this lamb taxidermified and put up in a in like a wax museum or something, some kind of museum of science. Um, but the documentary was okay. It needed more music. It was extremely quiet. Yeah, no music. Yeah. Uh, you know, impactful. I felt or boring. One could say boring. Yeah, true. I just I, it was well made. It just was missing some some things. Um, but overall, I think I'm on board with the what happened to Dolly. I'm going to give it a two. Cool. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I would say I would argue that this film is kind of boring. There's there's no music. The editing's nothing you know exciting about it. So it's it's kind of a boring film. But like I said, it, it brought up a lot of thoughts for me. Made me think a lot about you know the future and and what I put in my body. And I'm sure this is something that's gonna be happening to a lot of us in the future. I'm sure we're gonna start eating a lot of cloned animals. So. Um, they also, we, we didn't touch upon this, but the, the, the man passed away fairly recently after he, um, ate the meat. I don't know if it was related. They don't say if it was related, but the film seems to suggest that it could be. So maybe it was bad meat, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I give this film a two. Absolutely. Everyone should check out uh, what happened to Dolly. Yeah. I'm going to be right in line with you guys. Once again, two points for me. Um, I really enjoy a good story. This was a good story that I didn't hear. I remember reading about Dolly and thinking about our future now that we're well beyond that and we're growing our own meat and I'm sure that'll be readily available soon. This was an interesting story and a glimpse into the past that actually wasn't that long ago. So two points for me. All right. That's six points. All right. Since, uh, Brandon does not have a bag. We're going to pull three out each. All right, go ahead, Alex. Okay, let's see. This is a C hashtag, which I know is now a C sharp, right? Yeah. All right. And, ooh, this is a big one. What is this? This is a G sharp, uh, little M7. What's little M? G sharp, G sharp, minor seven. G sharp, minor seven. Cool. And the next one is a B. Uh, cool. How many more am I pulling out? That I a- got a. I'm going to pull out three here. All right. Uh, F sharp, C sharp, and G sharp minor. Write those down. Nice. Six points. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, What happens boom. next? We go to a sponsor. Yeah. As always, a sponsor. Coitus, Manhattan's new Michelin star winning Cuisine Nouveau, offers an erotic showscape for your ultra-refined dining experience. Our sexy waitstaff perform improvised and unpredictable sex acts on each other in a way that takes dinner theater to the whole next level. Reserve your table at Coitus to dine out tonight. Seats are limited, masks are provided. Mention review at the door and get a custom sponsored mask with the face of one of your favorite one-to-review hosts. All right, so up next on our movie list, we actually have a um, listener recommendation. This comes in from our one of our favorite listeners. Oh, there's that damn plane again. Um, one of our favorite listeners, uh, Marl Sparkly, and she said that we should definitely check out this erotic tale known as The Sensualist. 
Yeah. Do you guys, um, do you guys have a chance to see this one? Yeah, I did. Um, it was directed yeah, by Gabe. not only just the, the sensualist, but the sensualist director. About to say yes, yeah, directed by Gabriel um, Otis, and he is a director known for making extended cuts to his film. He's often in kind of battles with studios. Uh, he's got visions and dreams that a lot of studios kind of can't handle, but he's got a name to him, so you know he's hired a lot. Uh, but yeah, so we got to see the director's cut, which is extra special. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. Recently released, I had not seen the director's mm-hmm. cut until now. Because the film came out in 2013, I believe, but uh, this uh, director's cut just came out this year. So this is kind of a fresh take on the film. And it's got a lot of stuff that changes it quite a bit. Yeah, first yeah of including all, a voiceover, which was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, the director's voiceover? Yeah, that's uh, not in the original yeah. film. That the There's a voiceover that kind of explains a lot of stuff. And you're right, it is actually Gabriel Otis, the director, does do the voiceover for his own film. Um, so yeah, first of all, thank you to Miles Sparkley for this recommendation. Uh, another extremely erotic movie. I know we've explored some real, um, erotic movies on this podcast. This one was, I don't know, I guess a little unusual. And then it follows this sort of just Joe, nobody sort of, um, regular guy. And he's into geocaching, which I don't know if my listeners know what that is. You can look it up on the internet. And uh, he comes upon this geocache with a ancient document known as the sensual list. and uh, Which will turn a, anyone that uh, completes it into a sensual list. It's a checklist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a checklist of sex acts that he must perform on you know various beautiful women across the world and he can become a master lover if he finishes it mm-hmm. uh, i will say this movie the director's cut at least was exceedingly long at three and a half hours i can't really sit down i can't really sit down and do anything for three and a half hours and for this movie to be this long i thought that was a little pretentious on the director's part um which I can, I don't know, I guess I can kind of side with the studio on this, that we didn't really need three and a half hours of this guy hunting down and, and doing these things to different women. Uh-huh. But um, there's definitely some artistic elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that packed on extra hour and a half of the film is a lot of um, just long kind of panning shots, setting the scenery Shots of kind of poolside or whatever, just shots of his genitalia, shots of his butt shots of basically just him interspliced into this old movie. Um, Luke, you saw this extended cut, right? What did you think of all this added footage? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just loaded with extra nudity. Some would, some would say unnecessary. And for me, it's a lot of just the same players and the same actors naked again and again. You know, you see somebody naked in a movie once, it's kind of all you really need. You don't need to see a panning shot of their ass you know shot of their boobs um shot of you know front shot of their genitals all that business you, you only need a little bit i think in a movie i think maybe he just um maybe kind of did this for himself well, i know there so was no have, there's no penis in know, the studio release and so any of the penis shots those are fresh yeah i i, I would say that's that's a little equality you know you got to play the hits for the ladies and the guys, and it's not fair. It's not sh- fair to show Bonch and then not show a little dick too. Mm-hmm. And and like the voiceover, that's Gabriel Otis's 
uh, penis as a stand-in as well. It's like all of the director, the, the extra hour and a half of footage in this film is stuff that he actually shot solo and then he has inserted, which I will say is pretty masterful in that the quality isn't any different in these shots that he did all by himself. So the guy's clearly a talented director. Uh, the fact that he put himself in more than one way in this film so many times is, you know, it, there's an ego question there, but you got to have a little bit of ego to make art. So wait, uh, he, he did all the body double stuff, all the extra. I nudity? mean, it's hard to say cause there is some nudity in the original one. It's hard to say which shots are which, but I know for sure all the, the male genital stuff, that's the director. Um, all the male nudity. Sure. So he took four years and that's the criticism. So he can show that's everybody a criticism. Um, you know, one could argue so many other sides that, you know, there's so many sides to it. But yeah, that is that is the main criticism is people just feel that he did it for that reason. But I don't know. I can't say. Well, did you like all the extra parts? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I didn't care. I'm I'm not, you know, scared to see that or anything. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, both all the genitals and everything should be normalized. Yeah, I agree. Sex should be a little more casual. Um, that said, no, I didn't need it, but I appreciate I appreciate the fairness of showing both the male and the female body. Now, I did watch this version, half of it. Um, I got kind of bored, so I turned on that commentary voiceover, and a lot of it was just him saying, look at it, you know, look at it, look at it, look at this, look at that. I mean, one could argue again that he's talking about the shots and the lighting and all that stuff, but the what criticism is he's, he's just talking about himself. Yeah. I had a pretty good body, man. It did take him four years to get that. So shout out to Gabriel, man. Good job. Stay in, stay in the gym, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. If you look back when the film was first released, he's a little overweight and yeah, he lost all those pounds and got really into shape. To Put on good, a good set stuff. of arms and shoulders too. Did that hair removal <laughs> that helped? And uh, did you guys get a chance to watch this one at home, if you know what I mean? Wink, wink. No, theater. We got to see it in a theater. Um, I mean, they're not playing it in theaters, but we, we've we got a buddy that has a little, like, right down the street, he has a little bit of a theater thing. And so after hours, we're able to play stuff there sometimes. So we were able to pop this thing on a DVD player and a projection and watch it in a theater. Oh, yeah. It's actually totally just for free on Pornhub. Oh, geez. Nope, we just watched a DVD of it, but... Another one of those damn Pornhub cool. movies. Well, then then folks can just check that out. I mean, that's great, though, that it's, you know, accessible. So listeners can find this one easily. Hmm. No, no, no. Uh, well, we're ready to review this thing. Let's review this thing. Alrighty. Um, well, I'll go first. I would say at three hours, the director's cut's a little long. But, you know, uh, if you're interested in what we've talked about, then definitely check this thing out. It is definitely a wink, wink. And... Uh, I will give it a, I'll give it a little, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a two. I'll give it a two. Uh, I did enjoy The Sensualist. It was an enjoyable flick. Um, I didn't like this movie when it came out in 2013. It's a stupid idea and sort of a sexist idea. And I didn't like it when he stuck his uh, penis in it in 2017. So I give it a one. Yeah, what am I saying? I'm giving this one a one, too. What am I even talking about? A one. I don't know if he can backtrack like okay, that. Okay, I can't. I give it a I two. I mean, I don't know. Luke, what do you think? I don't think he can backtrack. No, I don't think so either. I think this movie tricked me into giving it a two, and that's life. Great. I'm going to give this one a, a one as well. I mean, yes, I agree with Luke. I think 
it's uh, unnecessary, a little bit sexist. Uh, it was horribly sexist. I do sexist. appreciate that it's showing the penis in movies. I think, you know, that's still rare. Well, I do see a lot of boobs, you know. But, uh, yeah, one point for me. Yeah, the penis is showing up a lot more and more. I wouldn't be... <clears throat> I don't know if we need to really push that agenda, in other words. You know what I mean? It's going to show up. True. Um, nothing against penises. I got one. It's fine. So that's uh, four, points. four points. Alex gave it a two. Ugh, yeah. Don't let me ever forget that. All right. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, I just told people to watch that. All right. Pulling out some, we need, what, four? four Shake them up guys? a little bit. These kind of sound familiar. Shake them up a little bit. Hey, Brandon, okay. by Shaking the way, do, up. do you know um, what's your friend? She's not your friend, uh, Miles Sparkly. Did you, my friend. Do you yeah. know what she thought about this movie? Yeah, she loved it. Yeah, the, she loved her it. review, at least, said it's one of her favorite romantic films. It's on iTunes. You can see the review or the um, recommendation on there. Okay. And give us movies to review. You know, we don't know all the movies. We've got our fingers in lots of movie pies, but not all of them. Is that the right expression? That's the correct expression, yes. All right. Pulling out four chords here, four chords from the bag, and this one is uh, F sharp. Okay. I got one. C sharp. Okay, another one of the big guys. The uh, this is a G sharp minor seven, and a B. Great. Word up! Let's do a sponsor. Pay those bills. Ebgbs from master storyteller Michael Grimlaw comes his latest book. Ebgbs. It'll spook and scare you, but not too much. Just enough. Michael Grimlaw's award-winning books are known for taking readers somewhere near the edge of their seats without being hair-raising. Be a little fright today with the heebie-jeebies. Order online now and get a free e-copy of Grimlaw's classic, Yikers, only at pishpoolmedia.com. Hey, guys. Okay, so this week, another movie I was excited about. I think Luke was excited about it as well. Being someone who makes music and enjoys music and the process of making music, I was very excited to see this movie entitled The Kick Drum. Okay, so this movie is um, kind of a behind-the-scenes studio look at the process of finding the right kick drum sample that just fits with your song perfectly and really elevates it to the next level. Um, Luke, being someone that also makes music, what do you think of this movie? Um, sometimes this can be a real tedious process. A lot of times, like they explored in the movie, this can be a real um, revolutionary process where you can really find new sounds, exciting sounds and exciting ways to express basically what is just like a thud, you know? Um, and there's all kinds of kick drums. There's 808s, there's jazz kits, there's um, marching band, 606, 909s, all, all different sounds and um, sometimes it can take a lot of time to find that perfect sound. So this movie um, sort of teams up with a few different producers and shows their process of finding the perfect kick drum. Yeah, one of those producers being Herboy, and we did get an exclusive peek at his new album. That is definitely something I'm excited about. Granted, we didn't hear a lot of the new song. Yeah, I mean, really all we got were just the kick drum from those tracks that he's putting in 
you know, and understandably this movie stays on topic. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely stoked on that, on those new beats that he's creating in the studio with those, with those exciting new hit drums. Yeah. Hopefully this will be on the soundtrack. Alex, now being someone on the outside who doesn't make music, what did you think of the film? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know a lot about this stuff. So this movie is definitely outside of my wheelhouse. I really like there's a scene when top hip hop music producer Excision really breaks it down and kind of explains it in a way that made sense to me. Uh, he equates it to baking bread and how, you know, like the, the kick drum is the yeast that's really going to like leaven your song and kind of raise it up. And so that made sense to me. It, I it did. I got a little bored uh, with hearing so many different kick drum samples. Uh, you know, kind of as a person, it's like going to a wine tasting and not being a fan of wine. Like I didn't, I didn't feel the nuance of the kick drums, but I could tell that the people around me in the theater did, you know, feel that. Oh yeah, being in the theater definitely helped, and the large speakers, you know, really being able to feel the low end of those kick drums was huge. It was loud and crisp, and like I could appreciate them. I just couldn't tell the difference. You know, they all sounded good to me well definitely don't want to be watching this movie on a pair of just computer speakers you want to be in the theater to experience the yeah the complete low end the different nuances of the kick drums now um luke you had mentioned you were trying to secure the rights to play a clip from this movie were you able to get those on lock um do you have everything queued up uh yeah actually i do have the rights and here let's roll it Okay. Well, that one sounds good. That one? Uh, rewind that one, mate. How about that one? Mm, I don't know. That one? Try again. Mm, I like that one. That one. Uh, rewind that one, mate. How about that one? Mm, no, definitely not that one. Delete that one. Okay, rewind it. That one. Uh, yeah, play that one again, actually. I, I don't. This one? Yeah, no. no. Just start at the top of the list. Play the whole list. The playlist we made? This one? Play the whole list. The list from last week, remember? This one? No. Well, but this one. Well, maybe that's it. It's closer. It's getting closer. The one from last week? You mean this one? Okay, we're getting warmer now. It's closer. What do you mean this one? No, not that one. Thrilling clip, Luke. Thanks for securing the rights. I know that was a long process. Um, okay, so having all discussed it, knowing our feelings, getting in touch with our emotions and how we feel about the movie and the kick drum, do you think we can review the movie? Yeah, definitely. Um, I can start. Uh, two points from me. Here's why. I'm a music producer. I appreciate the process. And I know this film can be tedious for some people. For me... It was really eye-opening, like I said earlier, and it gave me some new ideas on on my productions. So, two. Yeah, I, uh, this was an excellent film, well made. Uh, I'm only going to give it a one. I don't think it is for everyone. I think if you make music, specifically if you use kick drums, then I think this is probably fascinating. If you're not familiar, it's not super accessible. Um I think you can actually see the excision breakdown and the bread analogy on YouTube. So I would recommend checking that out no matter what, because that was helpful. But 
the film gets a one for me unless you're a music fan. So one. I did not like that analogy. Go ahead, Brennan. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, for me, it's definitely two points. I thought it was an enjoyable film. I'm going to try to drag more friends to it just so they know the pain that I go through every time I try to make a song. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go see this movie. Two points. All right, that's five points. So let's pull out our five. And this five. is going to put us over our 20. So we are done. Uh, let me just pull out these last couple notes here. We have a C sharp, a G sharp minor seven, a B, five sharp. Oh, five sharp, sorry. That's a uh, F sharp, I mean, and a C sharp. I think, what are we at, 21 there? Something yeah, like that. that's definitely plenty to hear this song. Okay, let's get this started. Ooh. Okay, I am. I have this like punch card system. I need to punch some holes in this card. Okay, feeding that into the machine. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's annoying, but... What was it? C-sharp? No, it's an F-sharp. So I said 5-sharp. F-sharp, C-sharp. Oh, I gotta repunch this card. Oh, okay. Okay, loading this it in. This is how you make music. Guys, I'm it. so excited. Turning the crank, here we go. Okay, I see some things going off, some lights are beeping. Now listeners, don't get disappointed if it comes out super random or just weird. Who knows? It's a big week for me. We had this, the Roadkill Symphony, and and then the, the drum kick film, and then this. It's, a big... it's like jazz, but it's like... Wait, 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 quiet down. Quiet down, I think I hear it. This is it. Listen, listen. Hmm. Sounds familiar. I like wow, that. Wow, that's stunning. It does. I like it. How does that sound familiar? This song was totally randomized. Monkeys, uh, monkeys write Shakespeare, man. Just plug stuff in eventually to get some. Manhattan's hottest fine dining experience is looking for talented servers and bartenders. Positions available in a totally unique and exciting fine dining setting for professional service people. Being very comfortable in your own skin is a plus, and models are encouraged to apply online at coitusmanhattan.restaurant. Oh, hey guys, look who's up. Look, looks like our music awoke uh, a hey, young Mike. intern, doing, Mike. Buddy? He's been resting. That's good. I think it is good. He's been traveling back and forth a lot. And it's kind of what I wanted to talk to you. Mike, did you did you have anything you wanted to say? Okay. Well, just hang tight on that. Um, I guess it should be said that just to remind listeners that, you know, Mike was exhausted because we were flying him across the country. We ran out of frequent flyer miles. So we've been uh, driving him across the country. He's been driving himself across the country, um, which has been hard. And we've been, you know, we've been a little rough on him because... Uh, the food is getting spoiled. You know, we'll order chicken from New York, like from Brandon's favorite chicken restaurant. We'll get chicken. We'll get it brought to us. But by the time it gets here, it's spoiled because it's a couple day drive. So anyway, the guy's exhausted. We're a little disappointed. But um, so I, I want to apologize to you, Mike. I'm sorry. I've been a little uh, short. Yeah. And you. you know what? Um, I guess in Mike's defense, we've been sort of, I don't know, in a way taking advantage and not really addressing his needs in this working relationship. And so um, I actually came up with an idea. I know um, we're out of miles, so you're doing the big drives. 
I don't know if it's been a great fit, Mike. I I don't know if you feel the same way that we do, but um, I just don't know if this job really speaks to your capacities, Alex. I mean, Mike, I've cherished all the time we've had together. Really, it's been great. You're a great guy. Great guy. Uh, great guy. And I think you absolutely have a huge future in mass communication. But, you know. Mike, just think of the good times. All that coffee you made so yeah, good. Yeah, those time, those times that Mike helped you with the coffee. Really, some of the best coffee I've ever had. Did he ever help you with coffee? Yeah, yeah, he totally did. That's n- never yeah. mind. And, um, you know, you weren't a great help on script ideas, but um, just sometimes just watching him resting or being lethargic gave me ideas for the podcast. And uh, um, so he helped in that way. Um, but I've been thinking about this. We've, and I don't know if our listeners have caught it, but I released a very secret recording of the Abacus. Uh, turns out the Abacus is haunted with somebody named Doug Price. And uh, the whole reason why it's been haunting us in the Chinese store and, and ruining my life and Alex's life and some of the time Zeke's life, my dog, is because he's super lonely. And so now, Mike, just hold that thought. Now, uh, I had an idea. Wait, look, before we go too far. Yeah. Okay, so I was told by other listeners of the podcast to check out this recording. This was not something that we approved. This just kind of showed up on the RSS feed. How did this happen exactly, and why didn't you get us our our approval? Well, honestly, I was just using it the cloud as a storage space, and I just hit public. It wasn't supposed to be released publicly. Not, Not until later, you know? Oh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and let's leave that online. So if you haven't heard that, you might want to go back and re-listen to Luke's secret recording here to maybe fill in the blanks of this crazy story. Yeah. So it turns out the Abacus has been giving me wishes the whole time. I've been wasting them. And uh, so I do have a wish left. And I thought, you know, Mike, if it's okay with you that we could um, team you up with with the abacus and and um it, it'll change your life it'll be phenomenal but it'll it gets it's everything you need he's got lots of couches i know you like sleeping you like taking lots of naps he's got a kitchen full of spaghetti and pizza and uh it's just great company and i think we could sort of be killing two birds with one stone if we wish you the abacus okay what's going on does he seem to be reacting positively or well i need to i'm gonna make the wish Mike, are you ready for this? Okay. Well, I think, I mean, he's he's just super, sh- I think he's just super tired or shy. Yeah, Mike, what's I know it's best for you, man. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I wish that you live your life in the abacus with Doug Price. Wow. Whoa. Okay. No way. Whoa. He just got sucked into the abacus. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was oh, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> Whoa! Oh, it looks wow. pretty now. The abacus is pretty. You hear that? Oh. Thank you, Luke. Thank you so much. Hey, I thought about it. I put a lot of thought into it. Truth is, I don't really like Mike. Um. But I figured you could have fun with him. And, you know, you were complaining about being lonely. So there you go, man. 
This is wonderful. It's everything I could have ever wanted. Another boy to hang out with. We're going to play games and dance and do everything little boys do. Um, yeah, I don't know how much of that you're going to get out of Mike, but uh, he's definitely good company. He's a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Luke. I, I appreciate it. I'm just so excited. I'll leave you alone. I, I won't say anything. I'll just okay. spend my life here and with And if you Mike. promise to be nice and quiet, I'll, I'll get the blankets out of the closet and let you guys breathe a little bit. Thank you so much. Farewell. Say hello, if you can, to Alex and Brent. Goodbye, buddy. Goodbye. Hey, Brandon. Uh, Doug Price says hi. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You Only you can hear him, right? So you were talking to him? or Only I can hear him, but he can hear our podcast. He can hear what goes on in the room. So he's, he's actually a pretty avid listener. Yeah, and you know what's really cool is I think it actually worked because the abacus just turned gold. And uh, it might actually be worth a few grand now. It might be worth that $570,000 that we originally traded. It's pretty cool. For it. So we might be able to might be able to sell this thing and get some money back, which I'm definitely interested because um, in we have we have a project that we got to put some money towards, right, guys? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, our I huge mean, Patreon maybe. project. Yeah, that's yeah, right. big big project coming up here soon. Big big one, big up up high, big up high one. That's all I'll say. Yeah. All right, hey, that was an excellent episode, <clears throat> and we got a song out of it. Maybe a new theme song. Maybe a new, yeah, maybe just a new life yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, right. I would love that. I'm going to try to get that on the USB drive for my car. Uh, also, that ending was probably a little bit confusing if you haven't kept up with the story. Go ahead and listen to Luke's secret recording. That was released a couple episodes back. You can find that on iTunes and, uh, as of course now, 12review.com. Ah, 12review.com now as well. Good job, Brandon. And uh, uh, Google.com drop in the search bar one to review and it comes up there too that's correct same 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 with uh, itunes it's on the apple apple store or itunes mm-hmm. apple store yeah go ahead and also leave us a review there in itunes and of course you can subscribe that's always helpful um definitely go ahead and leave us some movie re- names we reviewed one this week so we can do yours next week yeah, if you guys do want to leave us a movie suggestion do so in our itunes review section leave us a five star and then that movie that you want to see reviewed cool Next week, we're going to be reviewing Bilge 2, Pins and Needles, My Friend the Army Man, The Mean 3000, Fart Dough, and Triple Click. Thanks for listening. Of course. Thank you. Woo! Bye. Okay. Good.